It's time for the Kernel Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. That's Spencer with a little bit of crun in his hand. It's the Crundle Mania podcast, episode 28. I am Toast. I'm Ace Bondaloo. <clears throat> to my left is your boy, Mike. What's going on, everybody? This is a slow start to the pot. Sorry, Ace Bond was hurting. Let's cut over to your. Let's cut over to Spencer. Hey, uh, Spencer over here. Yeah, Ace Bond was uh, having a bit of a time. His uh, his last crun hit didn't hit him super super well. Yeah, explain to everyone what happened. Um, well, Mike and I were trying to have a conversation about uh, like. Uh, NBA, CFL, MLB kind of returning and all that and all that drama there. And all we can hear from Ace is just coughing and hacking and burping and it was like every noise in a in a thing and I just I couldn't hear Mike anymore and I was just started laughing. So yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. the start of the pod. Hot start. I'm here. I'm back. A little housekeeping. Uh the punishment matches for NXT takeover in your house, Spencer. Uh, have you have you done it? Did you watch your match? No, I keep forgetting. I will uh, set a reminder for Saturday so I can get it done. Okay, and I didn't add this up, but I believe Spencer won. Yeah, um, that would make sense. <laughs> because he picked Drew McIntyre and... Um... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll add it up right now. Spencer, you tell your story you wanted to tell. Okay, I like... So... This is my uh, crun, most crun thing, most high stoner thing I've ever done in my life. Um, sitting in my house yesterday, and I uh, lit up a joint, smoked part of it, but my water boiled because I was making Ichiban noodles, or the, the instant ramen noodles, whatever you want to call them. Um, Who so picked I got a- Bailey and Sasha Banks, So That was Mike, right? Yeah. Okay. I did not. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, so I got up to... To get the noodles ready, so I so I poured the water in the thing when they got to heat. So I came over and I was like, "Ah, I'm uh, I need to be more high. I gotta make some. I gotta do something." So I grabbed one of my uh, these uh, king palm, or like an actual like like plant leaf, rolled into a dried and rolled into a thing, and we can pack them full of uh, full of weed. So I made one of those and lit it, and I leaned back and took to ash it, and in my ashtray was the half. Uh, I'm going to say there were three quarters left of that other joint sitting there looking at me. So I proceeded to Snapchat the fellas uh, laughing at that. So Incredible. I, uh, I uh, double crunned last night and I was flying. I don't remember what I watched. Oh, I actually do remember what I watched. That, uh, two hours of NHL playoff overtime goals. The last, every playoff overtime goal from the last 10 years. I watched <laughs> that for two hours. That's hot stuff, buddy. <laughs> And I got really bad news for Ace Bondaloo. You and Mike both tied, and I lost. How did did that even happen, dude? I thought I was dead in the water in this one. 
Nope, because we only predicted about 50% of the card because we didn't think that they were going to go full WWE. And they went full WWE on that Backlash pay-per-view, and we'll break that down in a bit coming up. Uh, so I have to do a review of the main event. <laughs> and put it on the Paw channel. That is something else. I recommend uh, being possible Ace Bondaloo. I've already seen it. I don't know what to do. Um, hey, maybe, maybe, you'll get, maybe you'll get more out of it the second time. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right. First time, <laughs> didn't like it. Second time, liked it. Uh, <laughs> any other housekeeping? Uh, I don't think so. Everyone's probably like, what's up with this schedule? That's not what I'm used to. And I'm like, well, we're just we're actually kind of adapting to a more normal podcast schedule yes wednesdays and fridays bay bay um so do you want to walk into some uh backlash we'll just quickly uh yeah we can recap quickly. that talk about what we like talk about what we didn't like and when this pay-per-view ended i gotta say i was not a fan but let's uh let's get into it right now this is your backlash 2020 recap here's the matches here's what went down Apollo Crews beats Andrade in the pre-show. Uh, they actually went for over five minutes, which was pretty good for a pre-show match. And I didn't think Apollo Crews was going to win. Got out the win. Bada boom, bada bing. Bailey and Sasha Banks beat uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics to retain their WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, pretty quick match. Everyone got their stuff in. I don't really like triple threat tags like that. Sheamus beats Jeff Hardy, 50-50 booking. Asuka... And Nia Jax ends in a double countout. Okay. Uh, Braun Strowman defeats the Miz and John Morrison. Drew McIntyre beats Bobby Lashley. Randy Orton beats Edge. Was this the most WWE pay-per-view of all time? Uh, you're forgetting one very important thing about the card, my man. And that was the ninja segment with the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. Which... Oh, I choose to forget that. And which, yes, that specifically was very, very <laughs> WWE. So was most of the card, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, this was like that was this so was, awful. The, the that ninja segment was so. That whole thing was so bad. You were not happy watching it. I remember you were just shook. I was shook. I, I remember being Spencer. Tell them what we tried to do, and then we walked in and we still had to watch it. We tried to smoke a joint for the entirety of the match. But we decided to go out too early. Right when they were announcing it. And then we come back, and I think we only just missed the opening segment. We missed them slam one of them onto Braun Strowman's car and run away. And then we walked in when they had, like, golf clubs and axes, and they were, like, facing off screaming. That was when we walked in. So we saw literally all of it. Literally all of it. And I was like, damn it. We should have waited till they actually started doing stuff before we went outside. But, I mean... Hindsight 2020, I wouldn't have known that in the time either. I thought it was going to be halfway done. And it was in no way fun. That is for sure. We didn't uh, we didn't enjoy any of it. I got nothing no. positive to say about that. That was not even pleasant. Like I don't even believe the children enjoyed watching that. Because if I was a kid, I'd be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. What? What? All this I'm not watching wrestling for a bunch of tiddlywinks. I want right? some wrestling. Yeah, and like all this says to me is that someone somewhere went to Vince McMahon and was like, hey, you know what kids like? 
Vikings and Ninjas. And he was like, right on, let's do it. And that's it. And so he just went with what he thought Vikings and Ninjas should do. And it and it's bad. It's bad. I genuinely think that Vince is the one that planned that whole thing out and like forced them to do it. I think it was all him. Like he loves that shit. Weird kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. It's terrible though. Like it's just awful. It's not good at all. It is not good at all. You know what else I wasn't good very about very hammy even. Like their their acting is so hammy. Yeah, it's bad. Um you know what else wasn't uh, great about Backlash? Uh, Ace, you know this mm-hmm. was true. But uh, that uh, greatest match ever, um, which in fairness, like looking back on it, it was a very good match. Um, I was just very tired, very, very high. And Yeah, there was, was a couple points where Spencer was almost falling asleep watching this paper. Yeah, yeah. and, it, wasn't, and I, it, was, it was a bit of like sleepiness and like high. But also with this match, I was stressed out because I could see out uh, Ace Bondaloo's window at this storm rolling in. And I thought the match was going to be over like, like half an hour before. I had plenty of time to walk home. And the match just kept going. And I watched the storm get closer. And the match kept going. Well, eventually, we did find out that it was a 45-minute match. Someone tweeted at us. So I'll bring that up at social media shoutouts. But yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't believe you. And then I took out the garbage after. And it was pouring rain. How wet were you when you got home? Fairly wet. I only had a tank top. Didn't, didn't leave the house with a jacket because it was sunny when I left. So. Sure, you did have a tank top. Yeah, that's all I was wearing. It was fun. That's all you, I was like, Spencer, pants, underwear? What are you doing? You're just wearing a tank top. Exactly. He walked all the way there. Um, anyways, my favorite part of the entire night on the, the, the pay-per-view do you want to know something? Yes. Um, was Bobby Lashley, the man who pinned Roman Reigns one, two, three, clean as a sheet at Extreme Weight Rules? Do it, it to nuts. Drew, though. No, he didn't, but uh, you never know. I feel like this could be a thing that's coming. Maybe. I've been liking it. I liked that match. But there was a point I saw... It did feel very camera cutty, like the whole show, very over the edited too. And uh, there was a point where they do a superplex. I think I tried to send this to you guys. And you can count 10 camera cuts for one superplex. 10. Oh, yeah. That didn't, the link didn't work or something because I couldn't find the video after I, got, after I clicked it. But I know what you're talking about. Oh, it was like absolute insanity. <laughs> oh, wow. And what did you think of the Braun match, Spencer? Did it please you? Uh, it pleased me that he won. That's about it. I'm excited for the Fiend to show up and on Friday and uh, and take him out or whatever. I don't know what's going to happen there. But, uh, yeah, this match was so-so. And you know what I thought? I thought Edge was winning because I thought they were just going to say, hey, guess what? Guess what? We hear you. You don't want Edge versus Randy Orton. You want some new opponents. So we'll give you this big, long match. Edge is going to win, and then it's Edge versus Apollo Crews. Edge versus Ricochet. You know, like all these people he hasn't fought before, and then it's just, hey, you know you're going to get a third helping of? Edge versus Randy Orton. The first match was 20 minutes. This next one was 44 minutes. 
Do you think they do the longest wrestling match ever next? God, I, I hope not. not. <laughs> I'm just think, saying it's possible. I think this match, like the main this event. This match has is, a five-hour time limit. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no problem. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the company fucked themselves when they decided to call this the greatest wrestling match ever. Was it a great match? Yeah, I would argue it's one of the best matches the company has put together. So far in 2020, rivaled only by Daniel Bryan versus AJ for the IC belt from last Friday and the Royal Rumble in January. Those would probably be my two picks for the two other best matches of the year. I did like when they were trading finishers. I thought that was actually kind of fun. I was like, you never really see that in WWE. It felt like New Japan Pro Wrestling almost or uh, ROH. That's what I was looking for. You think that ROH, I don't know if they, tra- I, I thought it was okay. I, I don't know if I liked it or I hated it. Um, I thought that it was a little lazy, if I'm being honest. I liked the throwback to Eddie Guerrero. Like, I liked the Three Amigos spot. That was cool. Uh, but some of the other ones, like, I don't think they needed to do, like, a rock bottom or whatever. I, that was just I my thought piece. the rock like, bottom. Rock bottom. Yeah. If that's your thing, cool. <laughs> they just needed to have JR in there as well, somehow. Just rock bottom. Oh, rock bottom. They could have piped them in with the crowd noise. <laughs> that was, like, if I was to... Okay, that was a Bondaloo slam dunk of the night. <laughs> just to finish my thought like i was that's what i was gonna say is like uh there's a couple of things that took me out of the match one of them was the fact that they had re- labeled it the greatest wrestling match ever another one was the crowd noise the crowd noise was so annoying like they didn't the mean like, gene it, intro i thought was cool though that wasn't mean gene that was uh howard finkel that's uh, what i meant dude i'm baked <laughs> as hell i think yeah, i even said nice. mean gene when we were watching the pay-per-view and i knew i was wrong Oh my goodness, shame on me. And I still said it to Spencer. And I was like, after I said it, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> and I was so high. I was like, what? He didn't question me on it. So I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> I didn't know what he said. He just it said like, MSG on it, right? So I knew who it was, but I was just like, hey, Spence, that's mean Gene. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, that's, and that was it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, so fuck. Uh, should we move on to Raw? Is there anything else with Backlash? Uh, I, think, um, I think there's, like, in in terms of the card, I would say the only matches worth talking about were Lashley Jr. I didn't think that Jeff Hardy got any offense in this match. It felt like he just got beat the piss out of him, and I felt bad for him. Well, if you looked up the, like, you saw the Extreme Rules poster, right? Like, the advertisement for that? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do it again? Yeah, you saw that, like, you, you, I mean, I'm assuming you guys noticed, like, that the colors for Extreme Rules this year are Jeff Hardy's, like, Hardy Boys colors. So I'd have to assume that one of the bigger matches on that card is going to be a uh, either a last man standing match or a false count anywhere match between Jeff and Sheamus. And one last thing for me uh, before I let you guys uh, have at her is just that one of my favorite Jeff Hardy matches is him versus Umaga, and it was a Extreme Rules false count anywhere match, so... I don't know. Kind of excited to see what they might be able to do in a match like that. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Spence.
Under Mania Raw Review. Uh, yeah. You caught it all in its entirety. <clears throat> and, I did. Uh, you had a good time. Did you have a cup of tea while you watched it? Uh, no cup of tea. Um, had a beer, though. Uh, so basically the same thing. Um, yeah, it uh, it was a good uh, overall showing of Raw. I mean, I only tuned in for all of it because uh, there was the report going around that it was going to be like something great. Like, everyone's going to love it. And we'll get to that. But I was just kind of like, okay, that, yeah, that was cool. Um, maybe that's just me being a newer fan. Who knows? But uh, anyway, uh, Raw started with Randy Orton coming out, um, talking about how great he was. But uh, he ends up being confronted by Christian saying the same thing he said to Christian, or to Edge, to Christian, and he wants to fight Christian tonight. So, uh, yeah, that was, I think, the big shock. Uh, we'll see how that goes at the end of the night, but uh, they do like to play off this for for several segments throughout the show, and uh, I'll briefly mention them later. But uh, our first actual match uh, was Kevin Owens versus Angel Garza. Um, this match served more as story fodder for the perceived breakup of Zelina's uh, Vega boys or whatever. I didn't really know what their name was. But uh, it seems like um, Garza and Andrade are going to fight. <coughs> uh, Andrade tried to interfere with the match um, and didn't. it didn't work out in uh, Garza's favor. We'll, and uh, he got hit with a stunner. So yeah. We'll see how that turns out. I know we're all big fans of uh, Selena Vega's boys. Hopefully this uh, feud can kind of switch things around. Um, did you guys see any of this part? Uh, yeah. What, um, one th- a little bit, yeah. I, I caught his pants rip. <laughs> what were you saying, Mike? Yeah, sorry. I, um, my sources tell me that uh, Vince said that he sees Angel as the next Eddie Guerrero, which is what we've been saying for a long time now. Uh, but to come from his mouth specifically... Uh, that's pretty cool. So I would expect to see, like, it's crazy. Like, think about the fact that, like, Andrade, I think for a while, was kind of the guy that they wanted to be that next sort of Mexican royalty type character. Uh, but Angel has come in here, and I guess they're just two different types of characters. Uh, Andrade's more like pr- proud Mexican heritage and stuff, and then Angel's like the Lothario, more like the character-based guy. Uh, Andrade more wrestling-based. Uh, but I think Angel's going to overtake him. He just has more charisma, and he just works better in the in this kind of a format. Whereas Andrade is a character that worked better in NXT, I think. But the match between Angel and... Uh, uh, it, was a, it was KO, right? Yeah, it was Kevin Owens tonight. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I, I would have to guess that maybe they'll do like a Fatal 4-Way, Apollo for the US title or something, and that at like Extreme Rules, and then maybe they'll do the split of Angel and Andrade at SummerSlam. Uh, I feel like... If they're going to do it, I'd, I'd rather they do it at a bigger pay-per-view and they could do something kind of special. Yeah, that's what I think. All right, fair enough. I like that take. Um, Ace, you want to add anything else on uh, Garza Andrade? No, I think uh, I think it, it could be exactly like Mike just said. I'm excited for it, and I hope they go there with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think Garza's Lethal Lothario, or I think, or something like that uh, is great. Um, everything about him. Anyway, uh, Ace's favorite segment coming up, Bob Lashley on screen with MVP getting a divorce from Lana. Who could have seen that coming? Um, 
Yeah, MVP and the, and uh, Lana fight, and MVP calls Lana a thought. It's like what? Really? <laughs> I couldn't really. I, I that one was odd. Um, but yeah, there you go. How do you feel about their divorce, Ace? Um, you know, it's so sad, but they said with uh, all the self-isolation that divorce rates would be on the rise, so just clear <laughs> another tally on the sheet there. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, Mike, any added thoughts on that? I just don't really like, um, I just don't really like Lana very much. I, I don't find, I find her really annoying. Like, I just, it's really annoying. So I just don't want to see her on TV, but maybe that's gonna, maybe that'll, be something long term they deal like it looks like they're building like something between Lana and Natalia maybe I don't know I don't want to see that personally I don't want to see anything anything involving either of those two really unless for me it's in the ring for Natalia but I know for you Spencer <laughs> we'll get to it later because we'll, we'll talk about get later. also I have to drop off of something for my landlord in ten minutes this is a podcast <laughs> and I have to announce that so when I disappear no one questions it I'm just gonna say hey everybody I'm dropping off that pa- package. Well, a key. So there you go. Sounds good, Bondaloo. Um, but you know what I got? This podcast doesn't stop because of that. We're still partying. Let's roll. We're still rolling. Uh, and we roll right into another Viking Prophets Akira Tozawa Ninjas bit. Oh, God. Um, okay, so what happened here? Tell me what happened a little uh, bit. Actually, don't. No, tell me at the end. Continue on. At the end of what? The end of this pod? What? Never mind. Tell me now. Tell me I'm now. Tell you now. Um, yeah. So they they showed up and they talk about assembling and blah blah blah. And Akira Tozawa and his ninjas show up. And Akira Tozawa does that like finger thing that he did the night before. Again, um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. And he's got his giant ninja with him, so then they have to have a match with the giant ninja, and they're all fighting around. It's like an eight-man tag match or something like that. Yeah, eight-man tag. And uh, they win because the big show shows up, and they throw all the ninjas into the big show because the big show can't go to the ninjas. Um, And they get thrown around, and they win. And later on, they're thanking big show backstage after giving each of each team gives him a shirt. And he acts like the uh, the dad in the Big Show show, giving them all sage advice and telling them never to do carpool karaoke again. They should say, oh, no. "That's actually good advice, Big Show." It's good advice on that. <laughs> I liked a tweet that I saw at one point uh, that said, "Did did they make Big Show Raj M at some point tonight and forget to show us?" <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That was good. <laughs> That was funny, yeah. It was it was weird. He just popped the after Didn't he show. also give advice to Christian yeah. at some point on the show? Yeah. What? Both, both Big Show and Ric Flair are shown giving advice to Christian about this match um, at the end of the night. And, like, oh, yeah. And the other thing I don't really get with uh, WWE, and I, get, and I get that it's, like, a, a Vince directive or whatever, but, like, they have to always pretend the camera's not like right in their face. Like MVP got mad at someone at the reporter for coming up to ask a question. He's like, "We're having a private conversation." You're like, "Private? What? Do you not know what private means?" And they ha- that happened so many times tonight, and it was just it was head scratching. <laughs> I just I just don't like it when they ignore 
that the camera is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry, that was my rant on nothing. Um Yeah, so there was uh Oh I gotta drop off that package. Ace will be back. He's gone. I'm just gonna move to the next segment then. Um I know Ace liked this segment, but it was the Seth Rollins promo. Uh I thought Seth was great. He had a bit of a back and forth with Ray on the screen and Dominic snuck up behind him, hit him, and then ran off before the uh the disciples could do anything about it. Uh I thought that was awesome. Um Mike, I know you weren't as big of a fan of this. Um and did you want to say anything about the Viking Prophets? I assumed you didn't, because we covered that before, so I just moved on. But uh, if you want to add anything, you can. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I think, I actually liked, I didn't mind this segment tonight. I preferred this one over the one at the pay-per-view, because at the pay-per-view, uh, I don't know about you, uh, Spencer, let me know if you heard, but like, I didn't realize they were doing like that weird segment. I thought they were going to have an actual match at the pay-per-view. That's why I was a little bit more bummed out that they did what they did, because it was like on the left field. It didn't make, didn't feel like there was any sort of forewarning for that. Uh, like the it was like that cinematic thing. It just it didn't, it didn't work for me at all. But this was more of just like, like kind of now that I, I'm, I'm, I've, I think I've kind of more so now come to grips with the fact that okay, this is what they're doing with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. Like I don't have to like it, but like at least it's not like it's not bad stuff. It's just that it's. On a wrestling show, I like to see wrestling. It's just kind of mm-hmm. a thing. But I also need to sometimes remember that this is fucking WWE, so they just do whatever the fuck they want sometimes uh, in this case. But, yeah, that's all I have to add. I didn't mind it. Uh, not as bad as Sunday. Um, and then the, like, let me know what you think about this, too. I'll let, <laughs> I just said let you know. And then I kept talking. Jeez, wow, what a goofball. Sorry, I had an edible and it's kicking in. Um, oh, <laughs> my bad. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't think that using part-timers is the right approach. So we had Christian on tonight. We had Big Show on tonight. We've had Orton and Edge with the feud. I just, I think I was more, I sort of was vibing Paul Heyman's approach more than not new Raw GM Bruce Pritchard as not GM executive producer, uh, because like I, I believed in the guys that that Paul was pushing. Um, so now it sounds like with Bruce, it's going to go back to part-timers. You're going to see more part-timers like. Uh, like we saw tonight and i just i don't know i don't know if that's the right approach right now especially you don't it's an empty arena like the crowd doesn't have to factor in as much do you, do you like seeing these guys like as much like i thought i feel like we saw big show like a couple months ago yeah big show's that guy that just they just pop in whenever they need something like him like it doesn't he doesn't seem to make any sense in any way like one time he'll show up and help all the baby faces out and then one time he'll show up and like punch out a baby face and you're like okay what? So he just he just does what he wants, right? Um, I'm not a huge fan of it anymore because it was clear, especially on the segment um, that he came in. He he just slowly walked down to the ring, steps in, and then he just kind of st- stood in one spot while all the other guys threw the ninjas at him, so he could punch them or throw them somewhere, and that was it. So like, I don't know. Big show I could do without. Um, Something like uh, Dominic Mysterio, where you could hopefully see it moving into like him showing up in the ring, I think is cool. Um, so basically, my that was so cool, man. The guy, the the kid, also like from when I first saw Dominic, he looks like he's getting in shape. Yeah, and and Mike was just asking about. I know you just got back, Apes, but Mike was just asking about all the part timers use because Paul Heyman was pushing new talent, and Bruce Pritchard is just gonna it seems to be just gonna be 
bring part-timers in. So, um, like, like Dominic Mysterio, I think, is a case where it could work. But the Big Show is a case where it's just like he's he's got no point. He's just like filler because you can't think of anyone else. He's just not doing okay. No, it doesn't Either. look good in the ring anymore at all. No, he, Mike Mike sent out a tweet one time. It looks like his knees are going out. Yeah, yeah he can he, hardly walk. It's so bad. Like I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, and he and he came out to the ring and had had to have guys thrown to him so it could make it seem like he could fight. I was like, just stop. Like the guy is like. The guy's had enough, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, does, I, he doesn't. Even, I don't even think he really would need like the big retirement match, you know. Like even Kurt Angle got. Like the Big Show can just kind of fade off and just stop. And uh, man, can I just say I didn't like Kevin Owens beating Angel Garza. Get why <laughs> it happened, though. Get why it happened. Got to keep Owens looking strong. Garza's <laughs> going to go over Andrade, I think. Bob Lashley, I think, is about to form a super group with MVP. I think so, too. It. I think it's going to be him, so Apollo. so here for it. Like, Shelton Benjamin. I don't know. Like, it's going to be, like, an all-black guy's table. Someone said you got two years of a, of a better uh, – of a, of a – uh, or, like, I don't know better, but just, like, a different version of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman with Bobby Lashley and MVP because Bob's only 43, right? So he could go until he's, like, 45. Boom. I got like two years left of doing it. Let's that see could what it be looks cool. like. Yeah, that could be really cool. Um, Ace, what were your thoughts on the Dominic Mysterio Seth Rollins bit? I know you saw part of it. Did you catch the rest of it? Or I liked it, man. I liked it. Nice. Dominic looked good. Dominic looks like he's been hitting the gym lately. Um, you know what I like about him is he's not being exactly like his dad. Like he doesn't wear a mask. He just comes out. As his own thing. I like that he hits the six one nine though. Like if anyone's gonna do the six anyone that like I'd be I'd be here for it. I'm excited to see where it goes, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. Do you not have a thought? This is just not necessarily what I feel, but just I'm just gonna throw this out there. Do you feel that maybe people will be upset because they don't think he had deserves to be in that position so quickly and that he's just how they felt about Cody when he was in WWE. Right. Yeah, they did, and how? Like, and he did have some trouble earlier on. Cody did. Like, I mean, like you cut your teeth, you know. Totally. So I think it's it's doable. I think it'll be all right. Hopefully, like that's what this reminds me of. It's just like Cody Rhodes, especially when Cody first debuted. He did not look like a wrestler, and now he does, and it's awesome. So I can't wait to see this kid uh, grow into it. It's gonna be sweet, very very cool, very unique, and he seems like an honestly nice kid. So. That's a that's a good thing, you know. No one no one says anything about Dominic Mysterio anywhere, so that's a good. Yeah, sign. I hope it goes. I hope it goes well for him. And, you um, know, I, and I was he was my second pick. Nicholas was my first, but I guess they couldn't get him. I wanted a Braun Nicholas Seth Angle, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. On that note, we're going to move to the next one because um, if we don't tread carefully, this could fire me up a little bit. Uh, the Iconics versus Liv Morgan and Natalia, and when they first came out, I was like, "Why are these two a tag team?" I was instantly just upset, and I'm very even... mad. You literally just texted no with a bunch, and I was like, "What's going on here? Like, what happened?" And then <laughs> you're just like, "Liv Morgan's tag teaming with Natalia," and I was just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry for you, dude." <laughs> That's exactly the text. It was great. Um, anyway, so like. 
I'm just going to highlight a couple things about this match that I absolutely hated. And one of it was, like, at the very start, the Iconics were deciding who was going in and out, and it doesn't matter who. And the other side were doing, and they were like, and Liv was like, okay, I'll go first. And, and Natalia was okay. And so she goes outside, and then as soon as the bell rings, she tags herself in and just steps in. You're like, what the shit? Like, like clearly just doing that to be a bitch. Um, okay, maybe that's a little harsh. Uh, but uh, I was just so fired up. And then she tried to throw Peyton Royce out of the ring and ended up getting turned around and thrown out herself. And while the ref was distracted, Liv had uh, Billy Cave rolled up for like a count of five, but it didn't happen because the ref was distracted. And then Liv got hit with um, with the finisher, Fall from Grace, I think it's called. And that was the end of the match. Um, I like the Iconics. I'm okay with the Iconics beating this slap-together tag team. Um, it's absolutely fine with me. But, uh, like, this Natalia thing, I don't know what her character is right now, because the last few times she's shown up on screen, she's lost, and she just has, like, temper tantrums in, in the ring. What the hell is that about? And then after this match, she had, like, a talk with Liv Morgan, and she was like, like you had so many rookie mistakes out there, like you were disrespecting blah blah blah, and lives like what? And she just walks away, and and this is when the Lana thing happens because because Natalia has a whole complaint that she's the one that built the division, and and this is all because of her, and everyone's ingrateful and whatever. And Lana's like, you think you have it bad, blah blah blah, and they clearly have some sort of moment. I was like, no. Yeah, I do. Like, I do feel bad for Natalia because she's such a great wrestler. She's like, she's probably the most experienced female um, member of the roster in that regard, but or one of them. Uh, and I just, I know, she just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like, she just doesn't have good promos. Like, her her presence in front of the camera is like, just doesn't work. Like, there's just something feel, feels uncomfortable about it sometimes. You know, like she doesn't feel like she's just doesn't feel like it's clicked for her in that regard. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It does not. Uh, Ace Bondoli, you want to add anything? No, that's how no. I feel about her. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it's also weird, man. Like, even when she came to Canada, like, Becky got cheered more. It's just like, uh, they, just, they just try to shove them out. They don't let her be anything. You know what I mean? She just comes out and, I don't know. I don't want to just sit here. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know what it's like to be Natalia. What do I know? True. Like, uh, I, don't wanna... I was upset about Christian being told he was in a match. He accepts it. And then he gets a low blow, and I didn't know how to feel. Yo, you're spoiling That's... stuff. You're not spoiling, oh. but we're getting there. Um, Get to it. We've got uh, three more matches before that one, but I'll get through them quickly. Because uh, next up, um, our boy Apollo Snooze versus Shelty B. Um, I think this was. If you read the Apollo news, man, he cheated to win, baby. He did. He cheated after Shelton Benjamin got caught using the ropes to to help him. uh, Apollo Cruz used the ropes to help him win. Um, but before this match, Apollo Cruz was approached by MVP to join the stable or to to be represented by him. So maybe we'll see. Didn't sound like Apollo was very interested in it, but uh, never know. I'd be interested. I could see it. Well, I think the fact that he roll, uh, like he had, got a cheap win with the roll up, the ropes, 
I think maybe that could be the possible start of a heel turn. And I'd like to see it because we haven't seen a heel Apollo Crews. And maybe that'll give him some more fun because he's getting the ring. It's just that he doesn't have any – his personality is just bland. Apollo yeah, man, it's Apollo Snooze. Whoa. Clever. I, I said that in the group chat. I was like, that's my cleverest pun ever. <laughs> it is awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, so our next match was for the WWE Championship. Because that happened. I don't know if you guys saw these segments, but honestly, all the times our truth was on the screen was great. Because our truth and Drew have a. I don't understand how those two have such good chemistry together, but I would love to see more of them together. Like our truth, man. Drew McIntyre is good with everyone. So is our truth. <laughs> it, it's true. Like it's it was. Those two are just I, so good, man. Yeah, because truth is like is trying to like talk him up and be like, yeah, man, like. Like, oh, let's do it. Let's do this match for the for the championships. And then Drew's like, no, truth. If we lose, we both lose our championships. You don't become the WWE champion if you win. He's like, what? And then he's like, don't worry, man. I, I went to the bosses. And I made sure it was only for the, 20, or the WWE championship and not for the 24-7 title. <laughs> and Drew's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I love oh, every segment. It was so funny. And I mean, it sounds like, dude, I already, I already get said the raw, this raw sounds good compared to the last few Honest, raws. It's, it was better. Cause I just, they, they, they had fun with uh, this drew and our truth bit. Um, anyway, so this was the match that came of it. And so if drew McIntyre loses in any way, he loses his, his title. So, uh, anytime our truth was in the ring, you can just see drew's like stress. He's like, Oh my God, I can't lose. And gets him in, and then right, he hits a claymore on uh, MVP, and he's about to pin MVP, and he's like, "Wait, Truth, hit him with." So Truth hits him with a splash, covers him one, two, three. They get the win. Truth gets the pinfall because uh, Drew McIntyre's too classy to take the pinfall for him. He's a good, he's a good baby face now, unlike classic heel Drew. But uh, yeah, uh, do you guys have any add thoughts on this one? I thought this was fun. Yeah, I think that, uh, like, what I really liked about tonight's show, like, including these segments, is that they were all really quick. Like, they were all just sort of, they didn't go too long. Like, that match was one segment. There was no crowd. I don't think, there might have been one, it was a title match. I think there was, like, possibly one commercial break, maybe none. Uh, but most of the show flowed because it wasn't, like, 30-minute long matches. That's, like, another big difference between Paul Heyman and Bruce Pritchard. Is Bruce Pritchard likes the shorter matches that set up feuds and build character. Uh, but they're not too long to take you out of it kind of thing. You save those longer matches for the pay-per-view. Uh, it's kind of like how they did it in the 90s. Uh, in the 90s, that was all they did. is like everything was one segment or two for a title match. Uh, and then uh, what it did was you could build your characters, but you don't have to force people to sit through matches they maybe don't care about so much uh, in terms of length. So I've liked that part of it. And I think that's like that's probably what's making it so much easier to watch. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's fair. Ace? Um, no, it was fine. I liked this raw. I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't even mind the Liv Morgan segment too bad. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. I thought it was a good raw. I wanted to watch it, but I was unable to. So, uh, yes, but it was the right call. I had things I had to do. Um, great call last night. Uh, okay. So our next match, um, our, was our second last of the night was for the raw women's championship rematch from the night before. So, uh, we know Mike didn't watch and that's totally fine. Um, and I actually didn't even really watch. I can't even remember what I did, but I did something else during this match. So I went back and it was over and I was like, what the shit? Um, 
but Asuka beat Nia Jax because Nia Jax got mad at the ref and shoved the ref to the floor, but then got rolled up for a pin, and the ref was like, ha, screw you, Nia, one, two, three. And that was it. Now, so, I gotta say, though, the ref is supposed to call the match down the middle. But he got shoved over. He was mad. I guess so. Let his emotions get in the way of his job. Unprofesh. Very unprofesh. Yeah. Uh, the E in WWE stands for emotion. World Wrestling Emotion. Hey, Mike, what is, Mike uh, did you give a shit about this? No, I didn't watch it because I said a couple podcasts ago I refuse to watch any more Nia Jax matches. But I will say I hate what they're doing with the women's title. Hate it. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, that double count out of the pay-per-view. Now they have this fuck finish where the ref doesn't need to get involved as much as they did with the finish. Like, Because they want to keep Nia looking strong or she'll complain on social media. It's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. Although, word is that, obviously, this isn't a surprise, but I believe Charlotte is probably going to get the belt back at SummerSlam or earlier. I would think. I want Charlotte to get a different belt, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) I like where you're going with it, and I agree, but we'll get into it, like you said. Yeah, like European champion. I'm like, hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, the 24-7 title. Me and Mike are (laughs) always texting each other pitches for it. We're like, here's my my Charlotte 24-7 title reign, Mike. You got to hear this. And he's like, I love it, but here's mine. We're just pages of text. Pages of text. Incredible. Uh, I book all the way to the Survivor Series 2023 with, with Charlotte as 24-7 champ. Um, <laughs> okay. It's all centered around that run. Uh, what else have we got? Continue. Last match of the night. Last match of the night was the unsanctioned uh, Randy Orton-Christian match. Um, and just before the match started, Ric Flair came out, and he's trying to come between them because he tried to tell Christian not to do it tonight, and no one would think less of him, blah, blah, blah. And then Ric Flair, he's like, Christian's like, no, I got to do it. I got to do it. He insulted me. Um, so Ric Flair turns to leave, but instead of leaving, hoofs Christian in the balls. And when Christian's down on the ground, he gets punted in the face by Randy Orton, which is apparently his new finisher. He's used it before. I, I, I guess, but I haven't seen He's never connected in a while. And also, I couldn't believe he connected on the guy with concussion issues. Continue. Uh, yeah, and so he basically just murdered Christian on TV because Christian just laid there for the rest of the thing. And I thought Orton acted pretty well, being like, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want to do this to you, but it's your fault. He's yelling and shit. Hey, man, Christian uh, did what he had to do. He did look in wrestling shape, he took it, put the guys over. I loved it. Yeah, I, also, it, it, can I just tell you something? Of course, he did finally. It was, it was nice to see, even though, even though it was totally dog shit. It was nice to see Christian have one more match. If you want to count that as a match, sure. <laughs> it's technically a match, dude. It was one more match. Sometimes you just got to say the thing, Mike. Say the thing, and it'll feel good. One more match. Man, when he used to do that, that was so funny. And the crowd would just do it with him. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Spencer, you missed it. Christian was great when he was in WWE. Can't say enough about him. Should be in the Hall of Fame. At big guy, thanks. Was really disappointed with the end result, but I was excited to see Christian in the main event match at Raw in 2020. 
So now yeah. I get it, man. I get why Goldberg went over the scene, bro. No, I don't get that, but I hate this thing. So there you go. Right on. Well, that was the end of Raw. Uh, and like you guys said before, it was actually pretty good. Um, and probably because of what Mike said being it's flowed better. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, to, uh, all in all. Uh, it felt like they just finally cut to the shit we were waiting for. Andrade versus Angel, you know? One yeah. more match, you know? <laughs> I just Big hope they show. Don't... Yeah, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. Big Show just... and the Viking Raiders were way worse than Liv and Natalia. Anyways, continue, Mike, sorry. I just hope they don't do with this Andrade and Angel program what they did with, um... Uh, Bailey and Sasha for the longest time where they teased the feud for so long and then like nothing really came of it and it was just really frustrating to deal with. So I hope they don't do that. Like I don't want them to drag this thing out for another like eight months. Like well, I felt like, like things changed on this raw. I felt like it was different. Because of no, the they it, they it definitely I agree. I just hope that they don't go back to what they used to do. Like I hope they I hope they just put that put that match on like the next card or sometime soon. Cool, yeah, 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 I can see that. Um, can I just say, I don't think Backlash was the worst pay-per-view of all time. But it was certainly one of the most boring pay-per-views I have ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> I was so bored. I liked the final match between Edge and Orton. And I liked Bobby and Drew. But I was just kind of bored because... The end result was just always just felt like it was like eating a bologna and bread sandwich. (laughs) This is plain as shit. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, that's what it felt like. The bologna, they should have called it bologna and bread lash. (laughs) Tune in Sunday for an eyesight view of bologna and bread. Um, Yeah, it was very bologna and bread. Do you want to get into our clappers, crappers, and knee slappers? Uh, what about social media shout-outs? Should we do those first? Do we have any? Yeah, yeah we'll get like three out there. Let's do three social media shout-outs. Social media shout-outs. I got one I want to shout-out right away. At VicVal1970. He was the one who told us uh, that it was a 45-minute match. I didn't really want to spoil it ahead of time, so I didn't look that up for myself. And so and then we knew you were going to get rained on. Got rained on. Big time. Big time. Um, and at Joey's third chin, responded to Mike with, uh, what the fuck is Akira Tozawa doing here? <laughs> Going for a crumb break. This is horrible. Ivar just used force to summon a turkey leg from the bushes. He did do that. And Mike said, oh my goodness. This is what happens when a 75-year-old man has control. And then he said back, I'm lost for words. No joke. They all just fell in a dumpster and got attacked by an octopus or some shit. And the screen just went to black. It was like a garbage octopus. It was, it was a terrible. Alli- it was an alligator tail. I- Whatever the hell it was. It was so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was impossible to notice in the moment, but that's what it was. <laughs> I have a shout out. If uh, do you have any more? Yeah, man, you can take the take the next one. Sure, we'll move on I want to our clapper crapper. 
Just want to give a big shout out to Death to Deuce, loyal follower, always uh, has some really good stuff to say about the industry. And me and him were talking a lot about Angel Garza and like his WWE main roster run, uh, as well as a little bit about the tag division on Raw and stuff. We had a really long conversation. I was pretty baked. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Death to Deuce or Death to Duce? It might be Death. Oh, fuck, who knows? Is it Death to Deuce or Death to Duce? You let us know which one it is. And, um, then I won't make that error anymore. But yeah, we were talking about a bunch of stuff. And like, obviously right now I'm chilling. My girlfriend is uh, in a different place for the next 10 days. So it's nice to have like some interactions and a bit of a distraction. That's cool. But yeah, if you want to clarify that, if it's uh, death to deuce or death to duce. So we don't fuck it up next time. Let us know, dude. Prove you listen to the pod as well. I don't know how. He will by tweeting at us if he does. Uh, but you know, if he doesn't, you just like tweeting with us. That's fine. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, are you guys ready for your clapper, crapper, and knee slapper? Your clapper, crapper, and knee slapper. Yes. So this is for backlash and Monday Night Raw. Spencer, it's time for the clapper. The one thing in wrestling you found hilarious, that you found applaud worthy, that you liked this week. What was it? The clapper. Uh, it will. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm going to go a remix edition. The <laughs> remix of Braun getting the W, con- retaining. I didn't want to see Miz or Morrison as the Universal t- Champion. Yeah, you were more stressed about that than anyone was. Me and Mike were like, there's no way. <laughs> I was, but they did that to him with the Sami Zayn shit. So I was like, Don't I know. I could twice. see why that made like a couple Strowman fans. If you were a big Strowman fan, you got nervous. I get why. I understood why. <laughs> the key to his weakness is three people, though. Two yeah. is not enough. It's not uh, enough. They need one third person to do a hell of a kick. Mike, what was your clapper? Uh, my clapper is going to be uh, the fact that we still have Bailey and Sasha as our women's tag team champions. I liked the result. Um, and I get, like, right now Vince has, like, three of the four horsewomen with the belts. Like, it's like, it makes sense. He wants, like, their biggest stars up with the championships now that uh, Becky's gone. And I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I really like it. And I kind of, how I've been seeing Bailey lately, I don't know if this is what she's been in- intending to portray, but I've lately been seeing her as, like, this, she knows she's the top dog, right? So does Sasha. Like, they know they're the top people in the company in the women's division now. And it's like, they're just embracing that. So I think this could go on for a while. And I'm not a, I'm not going to hate it. I, I've completely switched my thoughts on this from like a month ago or whatever. He's so taking his foot off the brakes. He's put his foot on the gas. He's ready to watch Bailey and Sasha whoop some ass. Can you exactly. Throw clapper or clapper? That was his <laughs> clapper. I haven't given mine my clapper. I know. Was that I finally got to see one more match. Even though it was unsanctioned, and even though it was dog shit. You know? When we, like, when we were hearing the rumblings of Christian, maybe doing more shit, I was one of the first people that got excited. And then on Monday, my excitement was pretty noticeable. <laughs> um, let's move into the crapper. The crapper. The one thing in wrestling we didn't like this week, and I'll start. It was... One more match. It was the unsanctioned match. <laughs> and I was like, you bastards. 
I want more. I want to see it. I don't know why I want to see Christian wrestling. And maybe I just miss him. Maybe I got to go watch some TNA. Just get it out of my system. Mike, what was your crapper? And I know it's the Viking Raiders. Continue. Uh, no, honestly, dude. Like, I didn't mind the segment this week. It would have been my crapper. What about like, Backlash? Oh, yeah, yeah. But they moved on and made it better the next night. So I can, I don't know. They finally are getting to the match. So I can uh, forgive them because it's past now, that frustrating portion. Uh, and then the other reason is because I specifically want to save my crapper anytime there's an option for Nia Jax. Just hate her matches. Uh, she's unsafe. I don't hate her matches. I just don't appreciate her work, her uh, her unsafeness in the ring. And I just don't like the women's uh, division story right now. It's kind of confusing and a little unnecessarily confusing in that regard. Spencer, your crapper. It goes to Natalia. Hooray for her being on screen in any way. Man, we could have touched on some backlash and we didn't, but... Uh, oh, I think we okay, can all fine. give Backlash a unanimous crapper. The three okay. days. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> that was our uh, triple powerbomb Backlash crapper. <laughs> That's when you get it. We just pulled one out for you. Um, <laughs> That's what that was. Face, someone Photoshop our names over the Shield members and then the Backlash pay-per-view. And that's what I'll tweet out for this pick. Maybe I'll do that right now. I'll get that made and I'll tweet that out. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, well, what about our knee slapper? We got to do that too. Yeah, the one thing in wrestling we found hilarious, and what was it? <laughs> the knee slapper. I got one easy. It goes to R Truth and Drew McIntyre, that comedy duo. That was awesome. I was like, these guys are friggin' great. Yeah, I uh, I quite like uh, uh, our truth. I quite like Drew McIntyre. What's not to like about them? What is not to like? Uh, Mike, what was your knee slapper? Uh, I'm going with the ninjas. I'm going with the crazy Akira Tozawa ninja. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm kind of I find it a little bit funny now that they. Like, I know that they're moving on a bit from it, but, like, I still found it funny to watch. I don't know. It seems a little racist at times to Kira in that role, but at the end of the I day... I did not I, like it at all. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I think... I don't know. I think that the reason... Also, I can I say it, that me and Spencer were so crun that we thought it was Shaq at one point? Oh, and I and I'm and I was also fully aware of this NXT recruit, and I'm like, maybe that's Shaq because they're really hurting for ratings. This pay per view sucks, and then it was just no. I forgot. I thought that. <laughs> that's awesome. I I don't know. I I just I don't know why I laughed. I wasn't laughing at the racist part. It's just like I think the stupidity of it is making me laugh. It's just like, what else can you do, man? It's like you know, we know the company. It's like. I, I, I can't be surprised, so you just have to embrace it, because at the end of the day, I have to cover this for work anyway, so may as well just try and make it funny instead of looking at it and being like, oh, what the fuck? Because at the end of the day, it'll just make the experience worse. Or you could just smoke a lot of weed, that'll help too. That's a huge help. It's a massive help, <laughs> especially when watching that. <laughs> um, well, uh, did I give my knee slapper? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. Oh. Well. 
My knee slapper was when they introed the match at Backlash, and they said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest wrestling match ever, before it even happened. The guts on them, you know? (laughs) There were portions of that that were just weird, but others that were good. Like, the camera cut angles were kind of dumb, like they were a little unnecessary. I like the overhead shot, but not the other ones. And, like, the retro thing was cool to a point, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of think that there were definitely some funny parts on there as well. I agree. I agree. Well, that was our clapper, crapper, knee slapper. Anything you guys want to say before we wrap up Crundlemania episode 27? Don't we have to say what we smoked tonight? That's correct. That's what I wanted you to say. I was testing you, and you just passed. Mm-hmm. You've clearly been doing 27 of these. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, I had the Pure Sunfire Farms White Rhino, and it was good. But I was oh, yeah. a cough machine after. You like that one. Oops. Um, what did I have? Oh, I had a mix of spinach diesel and top leaf pink kush. Uh, and yeah, it good. It real good. That sounds amazing. Sounds delicious, yeah. Have to cop some of that. I just had an edible, a 50 mg edible. Trying to uh, wait. I've um, I don't know. I've been smoking a lot lately, so I think I'll go to edibles. Unless, at least while my girlfriend's gone, because holy hand, I like smoke too much, but getting paranoid, so I gotta switch to edibles to get body high. But yeah, I just had a Mars bar edible. It's pretty good. Yum! It sounds delicious. Yeah, that actually does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was Crundle Mania Podcast, episode 27, and uh, stay crunned out there.